1: I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers Baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. you're listening to the old Angels podcast, yeah.
2: What is going on, everybody? It is your boy Johnny Maggs, joined as always with
1: Dan Garcia,
2: and we are back for another edition of the All Angels Podcast as we continue our preview of the American League West. And today's team is going to be the Texas Rangers. So, um, uh, Dan was able to sit down with Chris Haiki. I believe. Am I butchering
1: his name? Haiki.
2: Yeah from uh the texas rangers si.com. Right, um,
1: yeah, si rangers uh online and then also on their twitter feed, yeah.
2: Yeah, so if you guys obviously if you guys listen to the podcast on Monday, uh they got it uh, Dan and, and Chris got into the Texas Rangers and everything Rangers and 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 at Chris's perspective of, you know, the Texas Rangers looking in at the Angels. So, um good stuff. Uh what you, thoughts on, on on Chris's Chris's thoughts?
1: I, kind, of, kind of kind of the same thing, I, I, you know, going into it, you kind of knew that the Texas Rangers their strength this year would would be their pitching staff. I mean they they signed they signed two pretty good pitchers and then they traded for Corey Kluber, obviously the guy that a lot of Angels fans wanted, but um you know I I I, I kind of see the the Rangers as kind of the opposite of the Angels where you kind of have a feeling their pitching staff is going to be there. You're just not sure if they're going to be able to produce enough offense to win those games if you know these games are going to be lost 2 to 1 or you know, uh, two to zero or, or stuff like that. So it, it's real interesting to see the dynamic of, of their team. And, and, you know, I guess, again, signing Jordan Lyles, uh, trading for Corey Kluber, uh, signing Kyle Gibson, guys that might not be the, the the sexiest names, but they definitely added pretty good depth to that rotation that was a little top-heavy last year. And I think that's what hurt them, but definitely uh, seemed to add a lot of depth for the MLB rotation.
2: Yeah, I mean, you look, you look at that rotation. You know, like you said, they added Kluber, they added Mike Miner, or Mike Miner was already there. But uh, last year, yeah, um, the one guy that that stands out to me was a guy that the Angels had a chance at signing uh, the year before last. He he was rumored a free agent was Lance Lynn. Uh, He had a good season for them. Uh, So again, it's funny because when I was listening to your interview with Chris, um, I kind of felt the same way uh, as how Chris describe the Rangers and the angels where you can see the Rangers being better than the angels, but you can also at the same time see the angels being better than the Rangers. And the Rangers last year, were taking chances on guys, just like the angels had yeah. in the last couple yeah, of I years. I
1: think like, it's kind of like I said, like, I think the Rangers are complete, not the complete opposite, but are, switch, flip are, flop. Are, are switch is yeah. like better. we switch of so the yeah. angels where, Hey, if they get any kind of production off of their bats, right? They're going to be actually really good. And same thing yeah. with the angels. If angels get any kind of production out of their rotation, they're going to they be, be really good. good. Yeah. You know, So, again, it's part of what I like about this time of year is that now we can kind of stop, well, what if, what if. Now you're going to start playing games and now you're actually going to start seeing Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. But um, the Rangers are definitely adding to the depth of this division as a whole. I mean, you already can talk about the Astros and the A's and how they're going to already be there. And then, again, if if stuff for the Angels rotation works and stuff for the Texas Rangers lineup works, Bringing in a Torino's, bringing in a Todd Frazier to help kind of go with guys that were struggling last year with a uh, Elvis Andrews and Rune in the door. But if they can get any kind of offense production more than they did last year, they're gonna they're gonna compete and maybe not for the uh, division, but they can very easily compete for a wild card if all those things start clicking at the right time.
2: Yeah, and you know that you look at their lineup like you said, it's it's a lot of what ifs. Uh, last year, Chris mentioned it in the uh, podcast, Danny Santana kind of came out of nowhere. Right. And if you, you have production from Danny Santana, of all people, uh, again, then it's... A, and you, you kind of figure Gallo's going to be there. Oh, he's going to do his and, thing. And
1: then if we if can get Todd Frazier to look uh, anything like the old Todd Frazier. And Knit or door just kind of setting the table. It gets back to what he was capable of doing. Right. And Andrew Steven. And, and Chris kind of said it, though, it, You know, since he signed that big contract, he hasn't really looked the same. So I don't know if that's... I don't know if last year was a wake up call. Maybe he took his off. I don't. I mean, I don't. Uh, obviously, we don't follow the Texas Rangers enough, but maybe he needed kind of a wake up call to get moving as far as in shape during the off season and coming in ready to go. So, yeah. you know, I, I think Texas Rangers are really going to be um, an interesting team to might come out of nowhere just because they yeah. did do a lot to add to their rotation and that rotation can definitely win some games in the playoffs. I just don't know if their offense can get them into the playoffs for the whole stretch of the season. Yeah.
2: I'm looking at their, the guys that would, would be, you know, in the lineup and a lot of what ifs, like we mentioned, another what if what if is. Will the 38 soon to be 39 year old Shin Su Chu right 38 year old Shin Su Chu now that this guy's an angel killer? He seems to always do something against the angels, but I,
1: and I'm just surprised he's still. It just seems like every year you come and into him like, is he retired yet? I no, know. he's still there and
2: he's still hitting doubles and still hitting home runs. But if that's another guy, you, you got a guy in Shin Su Chu in the outfield and Danny Santana in the outfield that if they're able to click and get you get any type of positive production from these guys, they're gonna be pretty scary, like you said, because of the pitching. Yeah. The pitching sets the table. And you know, like you said it's so weird. The Angels if the starting rotation, if Griffin Canning can have a great season, if you know, if Berea can can kind of regain a little focus, then we're gonna be okay. We're gonna be pretty if, scary. If, but, if
1: Bundy and and right. Tehran can eat innings and be right. you know at least league average. Yeah. yeah. You know, one thing that I, I will be kind of interested to see though that we talk a lot about the pitcher staff and how much kind of uh you expect them to be really good. They're also a lot of, or all of them are either out of the kind of the five main guys. So I'm talking about Lyles, Kluber, Gibson, Lynn, and Miner. Um, all but one are th- are 32 and o- or over. Yeah, you know the only guy under 30 is, is is Jordan Lyles, and he's 29. But I mean, you have Kluber 33 with injury concerns. You got Kyle Gibson 32. You got Lance Lynn and and Mike Miner also 32. So. It almost seems like these guys, the Texas Rangers, are really built to try to win now. This isn't a rotation where you're thinking, well, in a couple of years, you know, this is going to be their peak. Like right. This is the time they strike now. And so that's kind of a – if they are in it at the trade deadline, what do they do? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you if you're being carried by those rotations, you can't get, be carried by this rotation for that much longer considering – The average MLB pitcher Once he gets over that 30 31 32 uh, Year mark So definitely interesting to see What's going to happen Throughout the year If they do get off to a hot start Compared to last year Where they got off to a bad start Do they start making moves Do they maybe bring in uh, uh, We kind of talked about In the podcast Do they bring in that Third baseman That can totally change that lineup and, and give them that extra um <laughs> offense that they've been needing so it's definitely a, a really cool team to keep an eye on for and and kind of see how that year is going to progress for them
2: yeah I mean and and like you guys Chris mentioned it in the interview you did with him where you know do we expect the do I expect the angels or the Rangers to be uh al West contenders no, no. to win the West no do I see them being uh, uh, Aggress or being in in the mix where you know they're competitive absolutely uh but i'm interested more on the cory kluber end of the deal here because cory kluber coming off injury um you know there's a reason why the angels didn't pull the trigger on this deal yeah there's a lot know? there's a
1: there's a ton ton of upside with cory kluber like yeah I, I, you'd be i mean you wouldn't know baseball if you didn't say that but yeah it's, it's just it just seems like there's a big ceiling and probably mm. like a low basement too. Just yeah. because if he's injured, it only makes right 13 starts a year. Is it going to be worth? I mean, obviously it's kind of, and that's the crazy part. You can't really say, is it worth what you gave up? Cause they didn't I give mean, up a whole much. lot. Yeah. yeah.
2: The angels would have had to have given up a guy like Marsh or, or they wanted Joe. At least that's
1: what it seemed like. Yeah. Like, they I, wanted a Joe uh, or
2: Brandon. And were the angels willing to pull the trigger on that deal on a 30, what? 33, 33 year old. Yeah. Year old, yeah. Uh, going to be 34, uh, with what one year left on the contract? I yeah, think I think it was. It was one or two. Yeah. Um, or do you or do you get that and take a risk that you do reach that ceiling, or are you going to hit the basement right. floor and you give up seven because, years of, of of Brandon Marsh, yeah, six seven years if, of Brandon Marsh?
1: If Kluber is that ace, is that Cy Young caliber right. guy that well, he has been in the past? This is going to be a really dangerous yeah. team. Yeah. I mean, it just is. And then they, and if so, you know. um, wild card isn't out, isn't out of the question so i just you know we'll we'll have to see how it goes but um yeah the, the, the pitching staff is definitely going to be the strength he talked a little bit about the bullpen and how they're going to have to work kind of work things out through there and maybe again if they are in contention once it comes to trade deadline maybe they do go for a bat maybe they also do go for an arm or two out of the bullpen to kind of solidify that but they, they have a good building block when you look at the rotation. It's going to be really interesting to see if they build off of that and if they are contention and, 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 and how they're able to grow from that.
2: And always a good – always – the Rangers always seem to give the Angels fits. So yeah, I don't see it being any different this year. They're going to battle each other. Um, it always seems to be like neck and neck. Joey Gallo comes up with a big hit. Mike Trout comes with a big hit.
1: Um, since you chew. Since you chew. Oh, it always <laughs> well, seems you look
2: up and he has a – you know, he's got like four RBIs in one game, so – um, it's, it's going to be, uh, a, a, a team that the angels definitely need to worry about. It's not, you know, I think every team in the West and we'll get into it as we go with every team, but other than the Astros who, you know, are, are you know, front runners to yeah. win. And, and just give uh, you guys
1: a heads up now. Like obviously we're there's a yeah. bunch that's going on with the Astros right now. We are next, that's next week's team. Next. So Monday's team is going to be. Um, the Astros right. preview with Chandler Rome, the Houston Chronicle <clears> beat writer, and then this time next week we'll we'll dive completely into totally get into that into what we know, what came out, the press conference, everything. So if you're looking for that's that this episode, we're not going to give it to you because we are going to give we're going to hold it for a whole. Astros uh, cheating palooza, if you will. Right, so right. Uh, next week for sure, that's the time.
2: Yeah. So, but the West West the West is going to be. I think it's going to be fun, like competitive.
1: I if if everyone for the most part, you know, again, this plays a huge part in, on any team, not just Is injuries. Angels, it's injuries. Yeah. Um, but if everyone stays relatively healthy, I think a lot of these teams can really compete. And the interesting part is now a ninety four win team. I don't think would be a whole bunch different than an eighty seven win team. Maybe you know, a game here and there yeah. that you might be able to get on the road or, or just kinda maybe you hit a walk off on a good night or something. I I just don't think the the this, the measuring stick is gonna be a too much like too different between, you know, the third, fourth and fifth guys in the division because it is it, gonna come down to the to health. Like I yeah. honestly I think it's gonna come down to health for a lot of these Teams in the AL West looking for a wild card.
2: Yeah, I don't see anybody in this division being one of those cellar-dwelling, you know, bottom-of-the-barrel type Mariners. teams. Mariners are the ones that definitely are you know, the, the, the team that you look at and go, yeah, they're, so one of these doesn't well, f- the, quite fit. The, but-
1: the, the funny part is, though, too, and it's you know, something to look out for, it, whoever wins the division or, or wins a wild card, it might very easily come down to, what team has a better record against the Mariners? <laughs> you know what I mean. So like, if the Astros go and win all of them but like two games against the Mariners, there's a good chance they'll probably win a division. And same thing with the A's. Yeah, you- you, you you have, and we've said this before, like last year. You as a if you're a really good team, yeah, you might lose against regular, average to above average teams that this happens. But you really got to take care of of the below, really like you said, uh, basement dwelling teams. Like you can't afford to go you know uh, lose two or three against teams that are rebuilding good good teams don't do that yeah you'll lose teams against or lose games against teams that are competitive are you know in the race like that just happens to everybody but you can't get swept or lose a series to the guys that are are tanking to get draft picks and and and, and train their guys off
2: yeah you're supposed to win the games that you're supposed to win right. I mean how I, I mean that's Sounds stupid, but you're supposed to win those games. And, you know, like you said, you're going to win. You're going to lose a game to these guys. You're going to lose, you know, you play these guys 14, 15 times in the season, 16 times in the season. You're going to lose three, four, five times. Just don't lose a series. Don't get swept four games in the middle of, like, September or, you know, July. Especially, like, let's say the
1: Angels play the. the the Mariners sixteen times. Mm. Like you can't afford to lose a series, a seven. Suite. You can't. Yeah. I can't afford to lose like seven times. Like no. You. You. you, you that, that. probably means you lost a couple of series and maybe right. even got swept. Right. You have to take advantage of those weaker teams.
2: Yeah, for sure. So you know, uh but the range again, the Rangers and the Angels are going to battle each other, and every game's going to. They're. They're. To me, they're the very brand even new ballpark. teams. Yeah, brand new ballpark. Very even. Very even teams. Just like you said, flipped. Offensively, the Angels are great. Defense. Uh, yeah, pitching wise, the Rangers look great, and then the weak spot for the Angels obviously big if is the pitching. Big if is the offense for the Rangers, but that that's conducive to a good 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 battle. little rivalry battle there yeah. when they face each other. Yeah. You know, when you look at the Angels against uh, <clears throat> you know A's and Astros, you you kind of look at that and say, oh, they got a little uphill battle. But when it's against the Rangers, and that's like you said. When they battle, these these games are going to be important because it's yeah. going to determine where you where you're going to be at the end, you know, towards the end finish line.
1: Oh know? yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, I I just and I guess it's just in general, but baseball season's right around the corner. I love talking about these little matchups and stuff like that, but it's be even better once we can talk about what had happened and we can start doing our um, reviews more. So I'm I'm way more over a review kind of guy than a preview kind of guy, but yeah, for sure. Uh, it's just exciting to at least be able to get, you know, obviously moves can happen here and there. But for the most part, all these teams are kind of set on who they're going to be for the season until yeah. trade deadline or closer to trade deadline and all that stuff. So it's really exciting to kind of – now you can really start measuring up what these teams are right. where, you know, you're in the winter meetings and you have no idea right. what's going to – what turn is happen. Everything's yeah, speculation. Yeah, exactly.
2: And these two guys – these two teams are in the same boat as well where, you know, they're staying pat right now unless something falls on their lap. But at the trade deadline, where are these two teams? And depending on where they're at, they're either going to be buyers or sellers, or they're just you know they're going to stay with what they stick on. But right. the Angels, you know, if pitching if they're in there and they need pitching and something's available, they're going to go get it. Yeah, Rangers, if there's a bat out there and they're in contention, they're going to go out and get it.
1: Right. I mean, you, you, you kind of hear about the Arenados, Chris the yeah. Bryants. like if if those guys are if those teams are out of contention, like I would not be surprised if the if Texas was. Maybe he doesn't get one, but are in serious conversations that pull one the pull one of those guys if they're competing, and right. that seems like to be the missing link.
2: Right. So, so yeah. one move can
1: can make that difference.
2: And these guys trade deadline. It's people ask on the live feeds. Hey, what are the angels going to do? Anything. Hey, it's gonna dip, it's gonna it's gonna depend on what happens and, wh- and where they're gonna be at right. come July. Yeah, it I, really is.
1: Yeah, I mean after this Mookie trade, like there's no rumor. I mean there's always a little talk about the Arenado and Chris Bryant stuff, but right. as far as the Angels are, that's a no go because obviously because of the Rendon signing. But yeah, so all the rumors are all other players that the Angels don't don't need right now. So
2: yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, with that, unless you've got anything else on the Rangers, no,
1: again, no. That's that's again. I want to thank Chris for taking his time out. Chris Haliki from SI Rangers, um, first time guest on the podcast. Really cool guy. Really easy to talk to, and was really easy, easy to set up a a conversation with, and 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 work things out. So hopefully, um, have him back on once the Rangers and Angels uh, square up for maybe the first time mm-hmm. this season, because uh, it was a lot of fun talking to him. But I want to thank him for his time and 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 letting you guys know, the listeners know that. Next week will be the Astros much anticipated, I guess Astro's preview <laughs> yeah. with Chandler Rome from the Houston Chronicle and and we'll go in depth about that. and then kind of the same this exact same format. We'll play the interview Monday. We'll come back to you Thursday and, and get all, all. I mean,
2: I, I don't know how much. I mean, I, I, something going on in Houston that we need to talk about. I don't <laughs> and know. It
1: just honestly it seems like every every week <laughs> there's like a new report or new uh, or the Astros do something to to make it even worse. So, yeah, I, I don't even want to say it, no, we're, we're going to talk about it next week because something could have well. happened and blow it all up. And, yeah. and there's
2: there's um, angels that talked about it, too. And we'll get into that next week. You yeah, know, we'll definitely. Get
1: into the- yeah. And, and that. Frustration.
2: Yeah, the, I guess for lack of a better word, frustration. Yeah. So, with that being said, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick commercial break. Uh, but I know we have a word from one yeah, of our great sponsors. One
1: of our loyal loyal sponsors, MyBookie. Again, go to mybookie.ag today. I'm looking to put a little action on these these basketball games, these XFL games. XFL is a new thing now. I guess Dude,
2: right? I was pleasantly surprised with week one. It's not terrible. It's not. It's, it's not, not, not terrible. You it's know, not. You know what? Maybe. A good minor league system hey, for, it could for, be. for football.
1: It could be. But, you know, uh basketball's going, college basketball's wrapping up and about getting really close to those conference uh, tournaments. But my bookie right now is a good time to jump in, get ready for baseball season also. But if you go now you, and you uh, sign up, your initial deposit will be doubled. All you have to do is use promo code CHAIR. Again, that's promo code CHAIR. My bookie will Double your initial deposit up to $1,000. Again, mybookie.ag, promo code chair.
2: Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groomed Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomedgoon.com. Cook vicious. Listen to my show, the Punk Corner on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back. So again, thanks to our sponsors, my bookie, also Groom Goon epic radio and of course we can't forget people over at stance
1: man thank you guys great yeah products. definitely hopefully hopefully get something working with with a, a buddy from there soon mm. um, definitely check out our instagram follow us at halo underscore haven for for that because it probably will be a instagram type of contest at the beginning and then yeah once we get the spring training uh we'll probably have a couple things here for the podcast exclusively for sure. so for sure for, for be- you loyal listeners that subscribe and all that stuff definitely yeah. keep a lookout for that also want to shout out at
2: archangel pins if you guys want some cool pins uh angel pins like you know the dodgers pin game is strong well archangel pins got your angels pins needs so check out at archangel pins on instagram uh they got some really cool character pins check them out um cool guy just hit them up so with that being said, uh, something went down that didn't went down, didn't go down.
1: It was going to happen, but didn't happen, didn't happen. and then thought was going to happen again, but then it actually didn't, didn't right. happen. And it's funny, when we're kind of playing this this whole this podcast out, I brought it up, and it kind of just felt like it was forever ago, and with everything going on, it just felt like, oh, yeah, that's right, that that the, the trade that never was happened, yeah. Right. So obviously, if you haven't heard by now, um, Mookie and David Price are Dodgers, and so that in theory thought would loosen up the fact or would move the fact along that, uh, jock and, uh, Ross stripling would be angels, but that didn't happen. That oh, actually no. kind of fell apart Sunday night. Um, I'm watching the Oscars with my wife and friends. And next thing you know, my phone's blowing up with all these updates saying the Dodgers pulled out or then the angels pulled out or the Dodgers said it wasn't necessary. And just kind of all these initial reports is flying in one after another. but, Kind of came out to the fact that 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 Artie Moreno pulled the plug on it before anything can really happen after the Mookie Betts trade went final.
2: I I, I, I kind of understand the reasoning behind it as well. You know, you're you're kind of looked at, in my opinion, when when something's about to go down when you're trying to make a move, right? You're mm-hmm. trying to buy a car, for instance. This is this, 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 this analogy or whatever you want to call it. You're trying to buy a car, right? And in order, and you tell me I'm going to buy a car, and you say, Yeah, man. I'll sell you this car for five hundred dollars and okay cool cool oh but you know what hold on I'm trying to sell this other car over here you're gonna have to wait because yeah. because you know I didn't want to make sure that this car that I'm selling over here gets sold before I give you this car like what the heck is that so yeah. You know, i think it was Billy Epler who who kinda and I'm I'm not I mean, this was quoting like, him word for word. This but, was like
1: a whole five day thing right. too. So it was pretty it's pretty right. kind of stretched out. Pretty and long. and
2: I'm not quoting him word for word, but it was more in the uh you know, in the lines of you're making our players wait. You're making these players wait while they're just kinda like, Are we traded or what? Like yeah. you know what I mean? I yeah. wanna know what's happening. And you gotta think of it, you gotta put yourself in their shoes. So that's kind of upsetting, and already being you know a powerful guy, I think, doesn't like that kind of stuff either. But yeah. to me, this still wasn't all that of a of a of a deal breaker. Where I'm like, oh no, it didn't yeah, go down. Yeah, like, like, that's, gonna...
1: that's the kind of thing where I'm not going to say it, it doesn't matter because the move would have definitely it would definitely would have sure. improved the team offensively and added depth to the mm-hmm. pitching staff, but. I have a feel. it just felt like a lot of Angel fans on social media were acting like Ross Stripling was the the last – the missing yeah. link. You know I liked
2: I mean? him. I liked his upside. And, and it wasn't – I mean,
1: and, and it was good. Like, again, it adds depth to a, to a pitching staff that probably really needs it. But I, I didn't think
2: – He wasn't going to solidify the rotation.
1: For a lot of people that – I mean, I heard no. a lot of people say, like, oh, they were going to make the playoffs now. And no. I just I just didn't feel like – if 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 – I just had a hard time, and I'm a hard time finding the words now, um, well, yeah. thinking that Ross Stripling was that piece. like He would have been I mean, a great 3-4 guy. And the funny part is, though, when, when Bundy got traded for or Tehran got signed, everyone freaked out because we already have a bunch of 4s. We already have a bunch of 3s. <laughs> right. We already have a bunch of 5s, which it's, it's a legit argument you can make but the thing that Ross Stripling wasn't going to be in that mix and, and and that was going to be the missing piece was totally kind of puzzling to me because if you're going to sit there and complain about Tehran and and Bundy I don't think Stripling's that much better he's than He's not he's not that much better than those guys. So he's
2: got a uh, he's younger you Well know. he's
1: 30. So he's oh, not Yeah, you're right. He's not he is, super young. He
2: is Tayron is is, Tehran is 29 30 years old too. And Bundy's so.
1: like 20s Eight, I think. So okay, yeah, so he would have been no, on the other I end.
2: Mean, yeah, and you know what? I mean you look at you look at numbers, he's nothing to write home about. So, you know, you I think I think in, in all honesty Taron um Teron if he can go back to what he was, he's a better right. Upside, no, you no, know it, what I mean?
1: So he wasn't a guy that was an automatic. He was an upside play. But just like every other guy that the Angels brought in this year is an upside play. Bundy, if he can eat innings and, and be consistent and all that stuff, then yeah, he'll he'll be an upgrade. Same thing with Julio. If he eats innings and is able to get deep in the games and help the bullpen that way, he'll be an upgrade. But it wasn't never a guy that I felt was going to be like, you know what, we're, we're in a three-game losing streak. Stripling's taking the mound. He's going to break that streak. It, it wasn't – I never got that feeling by him. And to me, a lot of people – I feel like a lot of people felt like that was a missing piece, and I, I never, ever felt that at all. But I'm not going to sit here and say it wouldn't improve the overall no, depth of I, rotation because it would have. And I think Jock would have been a a really cool piece to see um, against righties and how he crushes it. I think that would have been really, really exciting. But it was just unfortunate that they weren't able to to complete the trade and how Artie pulled it. But as as one person told me, um, you know, having that kind of deadline mentality that Artie does have works great when you're trying to buy land from the city of Anaheim (laughs) for your stadium, but it doesn't work great all the time when you're working with – uh, MLB executives. So again, it, it, is it Artie's fault? I, I guess if you want to point, it, yeah, yes and no. But at the same time, it's like I'm not going to sit here and call a guy that's worth like 2.6 billion dollars right. or more on like a lot of people want to. So, right, and um,
2: and this it wasn't like this deal was for Noah Syndergaard, right. And I mean, it if fell if, through. If
1: it, if it was like for an actual, like if right. it was like a Clevenger trade yeah. or a Syndergaard trade, that was. That was already um,
2: like pretty much written in written, stone. Yeah, and then it and up. then he backed up. Yeah, you are right. I it was like, Ross. Whoa. It was Ross freaking Stripling and, and J- Jock strike out against every left handed Jock Peterson. Look right, again. So- I am not going to say that uh thirty six home runs from Jock wouldn't have been great. You know, out of have taken sixteen twenty six or something like that. But look, guys, this 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 wasn't about. Uh, it wasn't a big splash move. It was kind of a, something that kind of fell in their lap and said. This can help us, and it didn't fall through. That's all. It's simple and easy as that. Is it, This trade wasn't going to make or break the Angel season, you know. Um, I I like that the fact that they threw stripping in there. At first, it was just Jock, and then we heard stripping. I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of like that. Adds depth. You use another guy who, who has major league experience. Hopefully, they can give you innings. But hey, it didn't. He wasn't the guy that I was clamoring over either. Right. So,
1: and then we have a we're on Instagram live right now at Halo Underscore Haven. We have one that says. Uh, it wasn't the fact that we weren't getting Stripling. It was the fact that uh, it upped our win projections. But, like, I don't care about win projections. Like, that's cool, and that's something to talk about. But at the end of the day, if you're getting a player because of a projection that... It,
2: a projection just a projection. It, yeah, it doesn't it's mean not, a whole lot. It's it not, doesn't
1: mean anything yeah, at all. So, I mean, yeah, it sounds good. I mean, it's something you can brag about to your friends. But at the end of the day, there's a pro- projection doesn't mean crap when it comes to the actual game. So...
2: Yeah, I to if, me if if I,
1: if Stripling has a crappy year but but Bundy has a great year, how does how that projection work out for you? It yeah. doesn't mean anything in the long run. Like Yeah,
2: you, it, projections are exactly what it is. It's a projection. It's, I think, it's a lot of, an assumption. I
1: mean, I, and no, no, and, I, and I, like and I understand it because fans I get it, yeah, I fans get it. want something to feel good about. You have to have that. You have to have that. But at the end of the day, that feel good shouldn't Cloud your judgment. Like at the end of the day, it's a projection. Like I, I mean like you go to Vegas, you bet on you bet on a game. Well, those are projections. Yeah, every well, yeah, those projections. They yeah. don't always happen. And it's no. like okay, great. How does how how does that work out for you? Like it
2: doesn't. You know, it's just yeah. What 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 good is a projection if he throws his arm out uh two weeks into the season? Exactly. Well, <laughs> so he well, he's be... worth
1: three wins. So can we just add those on yeah. right now and yeah. worry about it later? Like no, it and, doesn't uh, work that and way. And
2: like you said, I get it. I get why there's these stats or these numbers are out there. I get it, and I I, I understand it. But at the same time. Bottom line is you play the game, and whether the guy, like I said, what's what good does that do you if the guy uh, totally you know throws his arm out or something? Man? Yeah, it sucks. it sucks.
1: I'm sorry, yeah. but that's that's just life. <laughs> yeah, I, so like I said, it, it would have been a great trade to get those guys in, but the fact that it didn't happen, it, it, I don't think it, it it really affects the overall you know attitude or projection of the team. Like, yeah, it's a win here and there, but. At the end of the day, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. The game's still played on the field and not played through computers or, um, you know, uh, all that stuff. So uh, it, it sucks that it, hap- it didn't work through, especially when you thought everything was going to happen. But, um, you know, you kind of have to move on and, and start. And, again, pitchers and catches have reported a spring training, and, and I really hope that these guys are able to stay healthy, number one, and, and kind of just. I, I don't care about spring training as far as records. Get through it healthy. That's the right. main
2: thing. So moving on from that, uh, we talked about in the last podcast the rural changes. Now, it, it came out a couple days ago where it's you know here written on written. Now out it's for final. You. Now it's final. Now it's not yeah.
1: rumor. Now it's not it's, up for a vote. It's, it's here. Final. It is. Yeah.
2: And the one we were talking about is a three-batter minimum, and I'm reading it off of com. Okay, so it says, all pitchers, both starters and relievers, now have to face at least three batters or pitch until the inning is over before they come out of the game. The only exception is an injury or illness that prevents a pitcher from being able to finish the batters. So the main effect uh, of this rule uh, will be on the specialist relievers like we talked about, Right, lefty specialists. No, yeah,
1: lefty specialist kind of isn't a thing anymore now. Or,
2: you know, you're going to bring in that one guy – because his, his numbers, numbers are, are really good you're against right. player X. Now right. this dude has to pitch three, to, three, three batters
1: unless again unless that's the third out of an inning, right. then and you're then, good, and then you're good. Um, so that
2: I mean we that's that's pretty that's a pretty big change in Major League Baseball right there. That's something that you know I, I'm very interested I'm, in how it's going to play out.
1: You know what I, I'm interested to see how it plays out. I'm interested to see how. Um, I'm interested to see how players feel about it, especially pitchers out of the bullpen, where you come in and you kind of – some of these guys know that, hey, my job is to get this guy out. Now, how does that change? Like now my job is to – I have to get this guy and maybe two more depending on the out situations. Yeah. So, again, if if, if a cat or a pitcher comes in, let's just say there's a guy on first, okay, uh, no outs. If he strikes out the first dude and then gets a double play, technically he's faced two guys – but he's out of the inning. So that means now that he um he can be pulled once the inning's over. So I think that's one of the things that will be really interesting to see again. Like there's no more specialists. There's no more guys that's going to be in and out and I think that will that will help um maybe speed up the game. It just you won't have so much so many changes and 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 I'm working on it now. I'm working on trying to get uh Victor Rojas on the podcast. Um, we're on the stage now, we're trying to match up schedules. But I'm interested to see like a guy like that who who's been in baseball for his whole life thinks about a rule like this that it seems kind of dramatic, but for fans like us, I'm like, okay, cool. That that'd be really interesting. I but I just really need to get like the, the, the
2: life for This kind changes of. the dynamic. I mean, not only does like you said, the pitcher he says, I have one job is to get this one guy out. It's not even just that. Now the coaches have to look at who's batting or where in the where where well, in the lineup that, too? Like who can pitch it? Exactly. I was going to get to that. Who on the bench do, is that? Uh, who like who's he going to bring in? Oh, am I going to make this move because you know that it changes everything? It really does. Like it's not just like oh cool, it's going to speed the game up or whatever. No, which is a I mean, good thing that
1: can happen from it, but
2: yeah, but it's 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 crazy. Like I'm really interested to to see what guys like Victor and Gooby, uh have to say about
1: this. Yeah, because like, you know, guys like, that have been in the in, in baseball forever. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool. Uh
2: the other one, uh do you want to get into the 26 man roster? Yeah, one? now the,
1: the the roster gets expanded by 1. Mm-hmm. So now you have 26 guys. Um the limit of pitchers on roster is now going to be 13 pitchers. But the two-way designation is very important mm-hmm. as a Shohei Otani, We can get into that um after injuries we'll get or after this when we can get into kind of injury reports that came out, but mm-hmm. um He's not going to count against the pitching, so technically the Angels will have fourteen, 14. pitchers on a roster, which means they, in theory, I mean, because I don't know how much it's going to matter because technically now they have to carry six starters, so I don't know right. how much of an advantage right. it is because you you would think like oh they can carry an extra pitcher well that extra pitcher is going to be a starter because of the six man rotation deal, so and it, you kind of see it and be like ooh. Angels are going to have 14 starters, but they have to carry an extra star. So I don't know how much of an advantage it is looking at it now kind of more, but um, still cool the fact that you're not going to have a team stacked with relievers or yeah. pitchers and it's going to drag the game on forever with pitching change after pitching change after pitching change and all that stuff.
2: Right. Uh, another one, uh, smaller rosters in September. Uh, it's adjusting the uh, MLB's adjusting the size of September rosters to 28, including a max of 14 pitchers. So that's those September call from ups. 40. That we to, Can you yeah. Add,
1: yeah, they went from, what, 40 to 28? It, Is that it's what you pretty said?
2: pretty crazy. Um, yeah, previously when the rosters expanded in September, any player 40, on 18's 40 man roster. roster could be added to the major league. So, club. yeah, so you're
1: talking like 37, 38, 39, yeah. 40 guys yeah. on a roster. And, and, okay, let's go half and half. I mean, you could talk about like 20 pitchers. 20 bench players but in uh, that's the time where you would see a lot of guys going one and one one and one one and one uh, yeah that that was slowing the game a lot too is okay in the seventh inning and you see three different pitchers i mean and obviously that that is just doesn't yeah that doesn't do good for time frames uh
2: you were talking about the two-way player designation a two-way player is someone who both hits and pitches is now an official designation That uh, lets them stay on the roster as a position player and pitch games without counting towards the team's 13-pitcher limit. If you designate someone as a two-way player, they have to stay that way the whole year uh, long. So that's kind of for Shohei Otani, Michael Lorenzen, even Walshie. Walsh, Walsh, yeah. But, you know, Walshie's a a guy who's, you know. mm, He wouldn't be a serious. He'd be a
1: guy that's. that's
2: Extra inning games. Oh, we got Walsh, you know. Cleanup guy. Like,
1: oh, we're up or or down by. 10 in the ninth inning, let's right. just get it over with.
2: So that's that's interesting, like, how that how that's all going to work yeah, out.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh,
2: there's another one here, uh, position players pitching. Position players are allowed to pitch only if a game goes into extra innings or if their team is winning or losing by more than six runs. During normal circumstances in a nine-inning game, only the team's 13 designated pitchers or two-way players are allowed to pitch. Teams, that's interesting. Yeah, teams were using position players – more than ever before in the last couple of seasons in 2019. There was uh, more than 50 different position players pitched at, in at least one game. So that's – they kind of – I guess they wanted to cut that down. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. That is really interesting. And uh, it's, it's cool. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I mean
1: – I mean, it's not bad. I mean, you have that six-run kind of rule, I guess, where they have to be up or down right, by. But it right. was always kind of interesting to see, okay, oh, this guy – I know he has a good arm from left field. Let's see how good see if he can put it uh, in the strike zone. But, you know, it – Position players pitching was always kind of just a ooh, let's see, like a kind of like a, a sideshow kind of thing. Right. So I'm not I mean, we'll see what happens.
2: Um the twenty seventh man. Now it used to be the twenty sixth man, now it's the twenty seventh man. Teams used to be able to call up an extra player in special circumstances, mainly for a du- double double-header. Header. Uh they still can. That player is now just the twenty seventh man on the roster. Teams are allowed to uh call up the fourteenth pitcher for these games. Okay. The other one is the injured list and options period. We talked about that. Pitchers and two-way players are returning to a 15-day injured list. That is once they're replaced on the IL, they can be reinstated for 15 days. The injured list used to be 15 days for all players until the 2017 season. So that means position players are only 10 then? Yes. Uh, When reduced to 10 days, position players will still have to be on the 10-day deal under the new rules. Okay. And right now right. the challenge time. Managers now only have 20 seconds to decide the challenge instead of 30. I think this is bull because they always let them They go you like what? a freaking it, it minute anyway. It doesn't
1: matter. Like, that yeah. rule sounds great. But it
2: doesn't make a difference. But it
1: only sounds great if they're going to enforce it. Like and they don't. So, they never did. There's been so many times where I'm at a game or I'm watching it on TV. they there, standing and, well, especially, there. Well, especially, well, especially at a, when you're at Angel Stadium because you can physically See the board, right? And you're like, okay, you know, like three, two, one, zero. Then you look at the the uh, dugout to see yeah. what the hell's going on. The umpire goes, and the umpire is just um, kind of doing the motioning, like com- like waving his hands, like come on, yeah. come on, come on. And it's like another like five ten, five ten seconds. It's, so in theory, that's a great rule. I just don't think it's going to be upheld to twenty seconds strictly. Like you know, what I mean, it, it, it gets to a point with replay where. And it's the whole video thing with the Astros. <laughs> like, I feel like you need to have it done now, but I, it's, it's just it's not going to so happen. Weird. Like,
2: they're not—they have yeah. to reinforce the, If they're going to do this rule, they really have to reinforce. I just don't see it happening. Like you said, dude, umpires are standing at the at the plate, going, "Come on, come are you guys? On, in a come bay? on, dude,
1: come on, come on. Uh, hello." Yeah. Like
2: uh, the time pass, it sounds great, but the, the, the mm. umpire
1: literally has to be like, "Okay, twenty seconds up, turn his back and walk back to home plate." Play ball and not worry about... So, yeah, it's just...
2: It's not... It's, it's It sounds good. It
1: sounds great. It just doesn't... I just don't... It, maybe now, instead of the, the manager getting, like, 40 seconds, 45 seconds, maybe now they'll actually get 30 seconds before the umpire's like, okay, fuck it, I'm out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Again, sounds good. Sounds good.
1: Yeah. So, those are the new rules. Another... Another kind, I don't, it's not even a rule, but another thing that got leaked out this week was a proposed or, or something that the MLB is going to propose oh, a, a new playoff format: seventeen per league playoff format. So you would have seven teams. The first team, the number one seed, best record um, by the division winners would have a bye. So if we're playing twenty nineteen results, mm-hmm. Astros would have a buy. Right, and this is where it gets really interesting. And this, I think, this is where it gets. Um, people have a love hate. Some people love it, some people hate it. But after that, the 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 other division winners. So that so in this case would be Yankees would be ranked number two. Minnesota ranked number three. The number two opponent, ranked team, the Yankees would be able to pick their opponent. So again, if we are going from. This last year's kind of standings, the Yankees could choose from the Tampa Bay Rays. This is in order: Tampa Bay Rays, Cleveland Indians, or the Boston Red Sox. They would pick one, and then kind of you would work its way down. Uh, you know, then obviously the third Minnesota would be able to pick out the leftovers, and then Oakland would be kind of left with whoever wh- whoever was left, and they would make it like a TV show. If you're college football fans, you kind of know the selection show. Yeah. College baseball uh, basketball fans, you know the selection something like that. Which I, I can. I'm a reality T V show fan in general, so I would don't see why not. Mm. But a seventeen per league playoff, what do you think of it?
2: I kinda like it the way it is now. Um I understand change and I wouldn't be in total uproar if, if changes were made. I just I d I don't like how they you get to pick your opponent, I guess
1: that, that and, and honestly everything i've heard from other podcasts like uh uh the ringer podcast the uh, uh, espn podcast uh mlb podcast that's kind of the one major hang up people are having is just yeah. i don't know how i feel about picking your opponent and, and honestly like i said like i think it's great drama from a fan perspective right. i think it's really cool because you can kind of see that you can see kind of how the sausage is made. You can see what's going to go. Do you pick a team that has a better record or do you go, or do you pick a team that might not have a good record, but has been playing hot, maybe is on the streak, and, and you take that into consideration. So I can see how the, the baseball people don't like it, Mm -hmm. but like as a fan that likes entertainment, you know, I, I, I can see how they like the idea of that. That's
2: definite, definitely some drama because right. as a fan of the Angels, say with Angels, oh, they're picking us because you know they had, they're freaking they went you know eleven and tw- two against us this year. They right. think they can beat us, you know. Yeah, yeah that adds drama, you know. And then
1: the same thing, it's it's like you know it has chalkboard material. You yeah, have for a, sure. They picked us, you know. Right. You right. I, I mean, I like the idea of a seventeen playoffs. We can get over the fact of who picks who, whatever. Like, if that yeah. never happens, but you do the seventeen playoffs, I like that. And a lot of people don't like a lot of people. It's funny.
2: I'm indifferent, really, to be honest.
1: And, it, and it's so funny too because looking back at it in the history of baseball, when they introduced the initial wild card, where it's just mm-hmm. one team, everyone hated. it. Oh, why? If you don't, I don't, even, I you don't like doing, that. What I'm saying, like the traditionalists back then, right, were like, right, right. Why are you doing it? It's awful. You know, if you don't win your division, you shouldn't be in the playoff. Blah blah blah. Yeah. They introduced it. It's great. It's you,
2: awesome. I mean, you look at those games that have been played since then. Right. Yeah. You,
1: you've seen teams that win World Series yeah. from that wild card spot. Yeah. Now, rewind. What? I, I, well, how long has it been now? Like, five, six years since they introduced the second wild card. The play-in game. The play-in game. And at that time. Freaking love it, man. No one loved. No one liked it. No one's like, why? You get another team. like, Dude, dude. It. it's like every move MLB makes people hate and then they see it happen for like a year or two years. and I'm like, wow, this, right. is, this is pretty cool. And then you still look at it comparative to the other kind of major sports. So if they go to the 17 playoffs again, so again, that's 14 teams per uh, playoffs overall from both leagues. That is still less teams and play in the playoffs than the NBA and oh, the yeah. NHL. You have
2: eight on each side in the NBA.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and same thing with, with, with hockey. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. And people are like tradition, tradition. Well, if you want to keep it traditional, get rid of the wild card completely because that's technically the tradition that was there right,
2: right. longer than anything. Yeah, you won your division and you were in the playoffs. Just because you were, when you were, were going ALCS, just because
1: when you were born there was a single wild card doesn't mean that's tradition. That means that was just there when you were born. Right. Go back further when there was just divisions or just yeah. the A. Like there wasn't like okay, who won the A? Who won the Ana? Okay, cool, you guys play in the World Series. Right, I, that was it. At you know. some point.
2: Change has to be made. And you have to prog- you have to progress the sport. That well, it, it come it, that has to happen. And
1: the funny part, but you know, after I'm, like even with these rules, and we're going to get into questions in a bit, but um, with all these rules coming up, you have baseball players that are, aren't with it, and like so. I guess the main thing I'm talking about is is Trevor Bauer went yeah, on yeah. went on Twitter or his Instagram or Facebook or whatever, uh, and was talking and just kind of bashing Manford and about these. These rules and I'm just thinking to myself, like, dude.
2: Yeah. He went he
1: went off. We love players that speak their mind, but if you're gonna speak your mind, at least be smart about it. Like
2: I have it in front of me. Let me read it for you. (laughs) No idea who made this new playoff format proposal, but Rob is responsible for releasing it, so I'll direct this to you, Rob Manfred. Your proposal is absurd for too many reasons or too many reasons to type on Twitter and proves (laughs) Proves
1: you have an absolutely no clue about baseball. You're a joke. Well, the funny th- part is, so if you listen to the that's his tweet. But if you listen yeah. to the video, he's like, it's going to extend. It's going to do this. No, it's not. Like, dude, open up uh, your, I mean, you're on Twitter. You might as well open up a document and see like, no, the playoffs will be the exact same time frame as now. At the end of the season, NLB kind of has like a, a, a one or two day period where you can do playing games or right. games that have been postponed due to the weather. Right. You won't have that. You'll start right away because now instead of like if two teams are tied for that wild card spot, you play a game. Right. Now they'll they'll put in tiebreakers, whether it be versus, you know, record or or run scored or whatever the, the tiebreaker is. There'll be a tiebreaker, so you won't have those tiebreaker games. And he's talking about, oh well, the the first place team's gonna be on a buy and, and they're gonna be sitting around for like ten games. Like, no. It's gonna happen really quick. Yeah. Like I, like, I don't understand why you think this is going to happen when you don't read. Like, you, now you just sound retarded. Like, you don't, I mean, not retarded, but this, you just sound uneducated when it comes to the format. And then he goes on and talks about other stuff and just, and it's like, I don't, like, he, and he made some good points. Like, I don't want to say, like, all of it was bad, but he says, you know, the content, MLB has a has a thing about blacking out games on your mobile devices, whether it be phone, laptop, tablet. I, and, I, and he said that's. If you're trying to grab younger viewers that's what you need to get rid of and i completely agree with that um the the whole express yourself with cleats and and colors of bats and stuff and how it can only be like a weekend when there's players weekend i agree with that that should be a year-round thing yeah. but then he goes on and says you know uh, uh how many players in baseball uh like baseball has more players than any other league and they're not marketable like no they don't like you have 25 guys on a roster at a given time NFL has 43 guys NBA yeah has like 12 but the thing about marketability and especially NBA players when you think of an NBA player whether it's Steph Curry whether it's LeBron whether it's Giannis whether all these big names uh, um, Kyrie what's like the main thing consumers can can get from those guys sneakers No one says I'm gonna go out with my boys and I'm gonna wear my trout cleats. You know, it's it's just part of the sport. I mean, there's not there's nothing wrong with it. It's just to think that these guys aren't being marketed because it's hard. You can't market a cleat where you only wear it when you go play ball. Right. You can't go out with your girl on Valentine's Day wearing the trout. You know, whatever we're at four cleats with metal cleats walking into a a restaurant (laughs) like that doesn't work. So that's that's part of the marketability thing. And not only that, when you do let these dudes try to be themselves to help them get be marketable, bat flips. Little things here and there. What happens? Pitchers like Trevor Bauer being a dude. Yeah. And that takes it way down. So if you're working about – so if he's worried about marketing players and making baseball greater, quit throwing at dudes for bat flipping on your ass when you give up a home run. Yeah. So I just thought That's what easy. he said was like – he just kept on going on, and it's like, dude, he's like, innovation. Where's the innovation in, in baseball? Dude, StatCast. Yeah. That's a huge innovation. You see that stuff now in the NFL when they can – before, you, NFL would never – you would never know, oh, dude, that dude ran like 23 miles an hour down the field. Right. They got that same technology from baseball. Right. And it's right. like, where's, where's, the, where's the advance and this and that? The funny thing about it, like advances, you really don't know about it until it pops up.
2: Well, I mean, you know, instant replay alone. It's something that, you know, that's innovation. That's, you know, yeah, it's, it it's just, moving the game forward. Things that have to happen eventually. Right.
1: I just thought and everyone was like, yeah, yeah. Th- he's, he knows what's up. It's like, mm. man, you're just like the fact that he's pissed off about Rob Mafford because <laughs> you're probably upset about the whole actual thing. Right. If you look into He it, couldn't it, do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So, but. To me,
2: though, I like the way the playoffs are right now. I, I don't mind. I, I, I. And again, just, this
1: might be a thing that happens in the new collective yeah, bargaining agreement. I, so it's in, not anything that's going to happen. Yeah, right now, I'm
2: indifferent to the whole thing. I got, I, I could. It doesn't bother me at all, one bit. Like if it happens or it doesn't, I don't have pros and cons for everything. It's just like it is what it is. I like the way it is right now. I really do like that playing game. Right. Uh, the second wild card is awesome because you, you every that play that playing game is an awesome game. More more likely than not, it's always, it always is.
1: Well, now, now the first and, round would be two out of three, so yeah. you wouldn't have the
2: the second wild card. Spot you you,
1: game. you wouldn't have a winner go home, but two out of three happens really quickly. You yeah, don't yeah. you don't want to you don't want to lose that first game. Yeah, you do not want to lose that first game at all.
2: Yeah, so you know it. it might this we we might be talking for no apparent reason right now.
1: Yeah, you know? exactly. So we're kind of so we'll move on because we're running low on time. We'll we'll move to some questions we have on Instagram again. That's Halo underscore Haven once um, uh on our Instagram and our Twitter. So the first one is, is a topic that obviously has to do with some of the injuries that have popped up the last couple of days. So this first one is from uh, Justin Football oh eight. How do you feel about Justin Anderson starting the season on the IL?
2: I answered this on the live feed that I had that I did earlier. Um, it sucks for Justin Anderson because I feel like he's a guy that the Angels could have had. He's an extra depth guy. I don't think he's a guy that could have filled in a role if one of the three headed monsters at the back end of the bullpen kind of got hurt or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that you could slide in in that maybe seventh spot or in a key situation, but he's not a make or break guy. Right. But it just sucks for Justin Anderson because I do I do feel like he could have uh, contributed something. Uh, right away, but hey, at least it's happening now. I think it's say four to six weeks.
1: Right, so I put them early prob- in the season. Yeah, like in you know? mid March, mid late March.
2: It is. I mean, these are gonna. This is gonna happen in spring training. Guys are just coming. You can be in in shape and ready to go as much as you want, but it's not until you go out there, start throwing the ball, start doing baseball stuff, stuff, yeah, uh, until you feel it. And it's just something that just it just sucks, man. I mean, what else can what else can we say about it? You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but yeah. I guess. When it comes to the bullpen, I'm only really kind of – I'm not saying concerned, but if it was Robles, Buttry, or Middleton, Middleton, I would be like, oh, my God, this is a big deal. Yeah, Anderson, yeah. I mean – and even then, too, you can kind of think of Anderson as like even like a fifth guy, fifth or sixth guy.
2: Like a Cam.
1: Right. I I mean, I don't see a difference between him and Cam. Mm -mm. If he's on the IL and you have – let's just – kind Of play it out in our heads that hey, you, you still have Buttry, you still have Milton, you still have Robles, the back three. Mm-hmm. But if you still have Cam, you still have Way, you mm-hmm. still have, um, you know, that middle Pena, reliever, maybe. that yeah, that middle reliever you guy, you have Pena maybe, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't, I, I don't think let's put it this way I don't think they're going to lose a game because he's injured, like, right? You, I hate, I hate you, to you, sound dick, yeah, you hate but... to, to see a guy get injured for this quick into the uh spring training, but. You know, people were like freaking out, like, "Oh my God, Justin Anderson's hurt! Now we're we're doomed." <sighs> we're no, it's like, yeah, it sucks, and, and there's depth there, but I just don't see, you know, all right, cool, he's like the fifth guy in the bullpen, yeah. You know? I, and there's probably a ton of fifth guy in bullpen throughout the league that are going to be on the IL at some point during the year. Right. I think it's a big deal. And don't get me
2: wrong, he's not he's he's a guy who I could see that the Angels, if and in a situation they need him to get it now, he he can go in and get it, but so can Noah Ramirez, you know.
1: So again, kind of going with the whole injury thing from Angels fan four. Who will start Opening Day with Otani not pitching until May? So report came out again, and we kind of talked about this. We We, we, we talked about it last week, where once pitchers and catchers report, you'll start seeing more and more of this injury information come out. Now that that um, the beat reporters and just reporters in general are there to ask those questions, so it came out that Otani isn't expected to be back until mid-May. Him being the quote unquote ace of the staff, now that kind of it kind of opens the door. Okay, who starts opening day? Um, if you follow the Angels at all, normally the top guy isn't pitching opening day. It's more just who's healthy. But yeah,
2: who's healthy or who's having a good spring and right. Or, and honestly, on how, like you said, it down. If a guy has a sore t- elbow and he misses five days in spring training. Well, he gets pushed back, so right, it yeah. really that depends on thing. where they're at in the rotation. If, when er, it happens, if yeah.
1: everyone's healthy, if yeah. everything goes fine, I think it's Andrew Heaney. Yeah, absolutely. I, again, I, I just don't know health and all that stuff yeah, going in. You in it. You can
2: never predict that.
1: But I think, honestly, yeah, it, it would be Andrew Heaney. Yeah, for sure. Um, again, Otani out to mid-May, not a big deal. He was already going to be kind of on a pitch count, so I think the 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 further you kind of push him back, the better, because now he, he's, he's going to be able to be – be in the season deeper and right. maybe you know affect a, a wild card race more so than um, he pitches earlier in the season, which right. I, I don't see. Um, I don't see. I don't see a, a bad thing about. And him.
2: I don't think your best pitcher necessarily has to start on opening day either. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's a little bit overrated. But as as for a major league pitcher, it's a big deal because you want to be that first. Yeah, guy. It's,
1: it's a pride thing, I and mean, I totally understand. But that. it's
2: not. It, it's, it's not you, a real issue. You're not going to go out issue. there if you're not healthy. And I think yeah. that's the biggest thing. If yeah.
1: Everyone's healthy. I think it is. It is uh, as Andrew, um, but you know we would have to see how the yeah. how the spring plays out. But right. the cool thing about about Otani, he can still DH, and I think that's oh, yeah, going to be a good That's, that's going to be a good thing. Yeah. So
2: that lineup uh, looks good with him in it, dude.
1: Talking about the lineup, uh, Senor underscore Jimenez, the Angels' biggest strength going into the season and position. With the most depth. So, like I said, I think the position or the biggest strength is going to be that lineup. Oh, the offense in yeah, general. Easy, easy. Uh, most easy.
2: depth. Uh, I would have to say just the middle infill with Fletcher, Vestela, Simba, um, you know.
1: Renhifo. Ren-Hifo. Could be Can pop up there. You know. I th- yeah, I think that's probably going to be the most. I, I mean, if we're talking about MLB ready mm-hmm. depth then, Yeah, it's that middle infield, yeah. uh, second field pieces. short. If, if we're talking about like third, even if we're talking about like uh, uh organization like throughout, it's oh, probably the outfield, outfield. outfield. Yeah, outfield. So, yeah. if you're talking about like MLB type of depth, it's definitely middle infield, like yeah. you said, like Fletcher, Lestella, Rahifo, Rahifo, Simmons, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, throw
2: Rendon in there because he's a third baseman, Fletcher can play third, we need him to. That's a depth, yeah, that's that we have an in infield, people,
1: you know, yeah, exactly. So uh, I think that's going to be the depth, uh, and again, the uh, strength will will more more than likely be definitely the the um, the lineup this year with yeah. the, with the with the addition of Rendon, yeah. Tawny playing a full year at DH. Obviously, you have Trout, and then you got these this news coming out that Upton looks like a
2: like a freaking a, linebacker. Well,
1: they said that prize fighter. Yeah, and it's funny though. Like, Apollo
2: Creed, Creed Two.
1: If he can get those 30 home runs, you'll take that. But it, it, to me, it's funny because, like, this is the time of year where everyone comes and it's like, I'm in the best shape of my life. And it's like, isn't that kind of what you said yeah, like last year or yeah. two years ago? Like, uh, Jaime Breyer came and I think the report was that he lost 10 pounds in the offseason. season. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, so how is that going to train? I mean, obviously, less wear and tear, but can he do something with it? Right. But it's always interesting to see this time of year where it's like, uh, you know, I we're in the best shape of our lives. I'm like, well, shouldn't you have been that like last year also? Right. So Why? Why?
2: Why now? Why now? <laughs> why now? Exactly. <laughs> what about why last year? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So our our, our last question, um, from kuguna Sports, with Gage Bulls, uh, if the if the is the need for pitching even higher with Anderson Hurt? I don't. Nope. No. I don't no, think it don't changes think, anything. I don't, I don't think it changes anything. I mean, yeah. you still need starting pitching regardless. Yeah. That, that didn't affect it. Bullpen. I don't think you need to go out and sign a dude no. that. Or trade for a guy. I mean, if you find a guy that that comes available, it might be and, the and guy they got from the Marlins. No, and in. the funny part You're though is that? too Goodwin. Mm-hmm. The Goodwin addition last year. I know it's, it's not pitching, but kind of the same idea. Goodwin got picked up last year because the Royals just didn't have a spot for him, so they had to put him on the put him on AAA, and they, he didn't have any options left.
2: And then Upton got hurt.
1: And then the Angels picked him up. So. Yep. Once teams start breaking camp, and you'll start probably start seeing guys that need to be that aren't going to make the team, but are out of options, and that are going to be in the waiver wire kind of deal. And maybe you go find a dude there from that, you know, and then maybe you go that way. But as far as adding depth, like pitching's always starting pitching is always going to be there regardless of who's hurt. Yeah. Um, but as far as bullpen help, maybe you wait to see who breaks camp and who doesn't, and then maybe you pick up a guy that doesn't break camp and. Has to go through the waiver wire And you
2: never know Who's going to be the next uh, What's his name That they had that, A couple of years ago Blake What's his name
1: Blake Parker Blake
2: Parker Who's right. going to be the next Blake Parker
1: Right exactly. Comes out of nowhere a yeah. guy that
2: they just sign off a of waiver wire Picked up in a trade Hansel Robles Picked exactly. up in a late yeah. season trade Guys, uh, I hate to say it, but guys like that are, are well, sort kind of like a dime a dozen kind of. guys, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to go and necessarily there's, go get somebody just because it's just an Anderson guy.
1: There's, yeah, there's no there's no Moniano, Mariano Rivera out there no. for you to go pick up. Nope. So there's no need to freak out about the um, Anderson injury. Again, it's, it's unfortunate that he's injured. But you you kind of hope that, you know, I guess every fan hopes that their team can make it through a whole training without injury but it's just not it's not realistic so uh it sounds so bad but it's like if it's one dude okay you're glad it's him and not i know i hate to not sound, middleton not Butchery and not sound, Robles. yeah that's the
2: first thing that came to mind i was like it wasn't one of the three-headed monsters so yeah I, I, I yeah you hate him, you to know, say sorry, like
1: oh i hate it. god it's not this guy but because it's just, i
2: do like justin anderson i like what he can give right, you but he can i mean have, still, but he I
1: mean, has a, he he shows some stuff yeah, and but. You want to see it out there, but it's not a a move that's going to affect the team one way or the other, I believe. Yeah.
2: So uh, with that being said, do we have any more questions?
1: So again, next week,
2: we're going to focus on the Houston Astros. We're going to continue on our AL West preview. Uh, Astros coming up next. We're going to definitely uh, get into the cheating scandal. scandal. We're going to give our thoughts on their apologies and all that good stuff and uh, we're gonna talk to a guy, uh, guy who has been on the show before, right?
1: Yeah, Chandler Chandler Rome was on the season, on the uh, podcast half like, I think it was around the All Star break last year. Right. But yeah, so uh, beat writer for the Houston Chronicle. So again, he's a guy that's 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 there every game, there in the mix of it. So a really really good reliable source.
2: Absolutely. So with that being said, guys, give us a follow if you don't already do on on uh, Instagram Halo underscore Haven. Same on Twitter Halo underscore Haven. Have any questions, you can't jump on uh, social media, but you want to send a question, Podcast at gmail.com. Anything else you got, Daniel?
1: Yeah, just remember that we will be out in spring training March 5th through the 8th, game-wise. We're leaving leaving that Monday, but (laughs) game-wise. But we will have uh, giveaways through our social media. We'll have giveaways exclusively through the podcast. So for everyone that's listening on our Instagram right now. We will have, we will have Instagram giveaways, but we also have exclusive podcast giveaways. So if you do both, then you're set. But if you do one or the other, I would definitely jump on the battle, the bandwagon on the other one. So, um, again, March 5th through the 8th, we'll be out in Tempe spring training and, and just looking for a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. We're, uh, I'm, uh, working with, uh, Angels Angels Art. Uh he he puts out some really cool Angels art. If you don't follow him, Angels, I think it's a- A-G-L-S dot A-R-T on Instagram. He makes these cool edits. And I reached out to him, and was, hey dude, I want to I want to use some of your graphics, man. And he's emailed them over to me. So got some stuff in the mix. We'll post it on our Instagram, like what it is. And if you want a chance to win something, uh uh you want a chance to win this, you gotta listen to podcasts, or you gotta do something special. I wish we could make a bunch of things and have a bunch of giveaways that we can give everybody but we,
1: we just need to get, can't we need to get uh we need to get all our friends and everybody right. in, in a shop and be like here yeah. make these out but it doesn't but work that way. it doesn't that work way. that way
2: so uh we got to find ways to do it so we got some cool stuff uh with uh Dan's got some stuff lined up I got some stuff lined up and you know we're getting them buttons going so definitely in spring training as well hit us up March 5th through the 9th we'll be there just yep. just stay focused on Instagram and on Twitter. And that's where you'll get kind of like a feel for where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing. So
1: Yeah, definitely do that. And then also, too, uh, um, listeners of the podcast, we ask you, we we, we really would appreciate a, a rating and a review when it comes to uh, the podcast, uh, you Apple users. that's I mean, Spotify doesn't do it. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give it a rating and review. <coughs> Help us spread, you know, spread the word, spread it that way. Tell a buddy. Um, but a review would be really, really cool. Just kind of let us know what we're doing. Rate it five stars. Um, and we'll go from there, but, uh, rate review, subscribe, uh, going into our, our, what would be our third full season, third full season,
2: season uh, fourth season, fourth season, but third full one.
1: Right. And it's, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, we're working on some things. It's going to come out. We got, um, jose moda saturday we got uh, channel in rome houston chronicle monday mm-hmm. we have our reactions thursday and then we have we're talking 66ers promotions Talkin on six, the saturday after baseball. that right so uh, thanks for listening and, and definitely again follow halo underscore haven twitter instagram and all that stuff apple
2: iTunes, apple podcast google spotify iHeart pretty much anywhere you listen your podcast i'm johnny banks i'm Dan garcia and you've listened to another edition of the all angels podcast